Hello friends, welcome, welcome to another ramble. Today we are rambling with intention, um, but it is still a ramble nonetheless. And who are we? We are your hosts. I am Rebecca and I'm here with... Stuart. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. We have not been on here for a good amount of time. Two weeks? Not like forever ago, but <laughs> it's been several weeks. Mm -hmm. And a lot has happened since then. Mm -hmm. We've been busy. Yes. But wait, you said we were rambling with intention. What are we talking about first? Just give them a sneak peek. Uh, today we're going to be talking about RV maintenance, and I think mm. there's a couple reasons to talk about it. The first is because in our last episode that we posted, we talked about how to go about buying an RV, some tips and tricks that we would tell someone who's seriously considering purchasing their first RV. And, and for another, it's springtime, and well, it's almost springtime. I guess it depends on where in the world you are. In Texas, the weather is really starting to get beautiful, and it feels like spring is just like right around the corner. I know we'll still have some cold days, but it's it's coming, guys. I know it's coming. Um, and springtime is the perfect time to start dusting things off, making sure everything's good to go for the summer. So it, it feels like the perfect time to talk about RV maintenance, and that's be, what we're going to do in this episode. It's going to be very, very applicable to us. Yeah, we, we are doing our own RV maintenance coming up, getting, getting ready for all of the stuff that's coming in the coming months it's so cool because yeah. do you remember when we recorded our episode at the end of 2021 you know i was saying like oh you know 2022 it's going to be so cool like i feel like it's going to be nothing like what we were expecting but it's going to be like everything and so much more mm -hmm. it's happening mm -hmm. it's happening and i'm so excited yeah. um we'll but, but we'll for... talk about it at some other point yeah but our hiatus has been well um well used the, well used yeah we were um, just sitting on our on our bums yeah the the biggest thing that happened is that i'm so so proud of her and happy but rebecca was able to have basically like a nose reconstructive surgery yeah um after the dog attack and the first surgery that followed her breathing never fully recovered. No. Like there was a deviated septum. I mean, the the doctor said it was like breathing out of a little hole out of a pin cap. Mm -hmm. um, just, you could never breathe very well. And all things considered, in the emergent circumstance that it was, that was a very successful surgery the first time. Yeah. You were able to get lots of things lots of things taken care of and she's just grinning from <laughs> ear to ear right now and i'm so happy that you had that you're able to have good symmetry you're able to have like just walked out of the hospital saying i can breathe which is, is great the only caveat is that now i um have to be careful because she can smell everything that i do <laughs> yeah you got a little weak break there when everything was like um, packed in to heal, but yeah, it, it was a long time coming. Um, I initially looked into the surgery in the beginning of 2021 and some things came up and it wasn't a good time. So I postponed it. And then towards the end of last year, with the way everything is going, there's just so much uncertainty in the medical community right now. Um, especially for just like medical autonomy. Um, and I wanted to go, just go ahead and, and get it done because I was worried that if I waited too much longer, I wouldn't have the freedom to make certain decisions um, 
and I didn't want to miss out on the chance to improve my overall quality of life. I'm really, really fortunate that I have healthcare that is through the VA. It's 100% free to me um, by virtue of the fact that I'm a veteran. And because of the fact that the Navy service connected what happened to me, even though it didn't happen at work, they were willing to basically go in and repair some things. Yes. So, so on January 24th, you had a reconstructive plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. um, the VA does not employ a plastic surgeon, mm -mm. but there's a plastic surgeon that donates his time, his Mondays, to the VA. And he's able to come in, and we've gone back to him several weeks in a row for follow-ups. Yeah. Um, but it's just a wonderful opportunity you've been afforded. And so many blessings out of yes. such a traumatic experience. And then I know that that isn't necessarily something that we've talked about on this podcast, but if you go and look on my YouTube channel, I have a video about it. And I have been documenting this entire experience since it began back in like November of last year um, up to present. And then whenever it reaches like, um, Precipice. A, a, like a decent conclusion, yeah, I will wrap everything up and then like present it as like a, a documentary. So, um, but yeah, you know, What's your handle for your YouTube? It is Rebecca Gypsy Soul. And it's not the same spelling as my like Instagram handle. It's just the regular gypsy and then S-O-L <laughs> at the end of it. Um, yeah, if you search me up, you can find that video. And you can watch it if you want to. But it's, you know, life happens. There's nothing you can do about that. You just have to decide how you're going to move forward through the things that you don't have any control over. And that reaction is what you can control and I've chosen to react to the things that have happened to me in a very specific way and having this surgery was a very conscious decision on my part and it was a little bit scary um, I, there was a lot going through my head beforehand which is why we didn't mention it on the podcast because I just couldn't think of a way to bring it up you know mm -hmm. like I couldn't think of a way to talk about it I had so much so many nerves I was really scared um, just because of everything but it's been such a positive experience and that surgeon is such a godsend I mean he's literally volunteering his time and his expertise um, to people who need it and that's beautiful and you already know if you've listened to any of our other episodes we are huge advocates for volunteering um, in any space and this is just one more example of that so yeah, I, I, my breathing is so great. My nose, I still have a little bit of swelling, but it's healing so well. Everything's just going back to normal so quickly. I had like a week of downtime and then I just snapped back into gear. <laughs> like it was just a, a, a switch flipped and I was ready to go again. Yeah, it, it did not take you long to hop back up and be like, I need to vacuum the floors. <laughs> I need to do the dishes. It's like, sit your butt down. <laughs> relax heal <laughs> but we are now we are almost monday will be three weeks mm -hmm. and gosh it's just it's incredible the changes that i see i mean how you are physically and mentally from it it you're, yeah. you're so much better than you're never you were never bad but you're so much better than you were right before it happened because you were so worried mm -hmm. yeah i was just nervous yeah. For, a, for a lot of different reasons, but yeah, it, it's been a really positive experience, and I'm very, very grateful. So that is why we were MIA. That's um, a little insight on our life. Yeah, that's why we weren't posting anything. Um, 
that's the beauty of of podcasting and of not I guess not being like a huge platform is when we need to take breaks we can and we mm-hmm. don't really owe anyone an explanation for it um but we hope that you all are with us still and ready to dive into this week's episode because I think what we're talking about is is applicable to a lot of you and hopefully you can derive some value from it yeah so RV maintenance is very near and dear to us because we are very near as in in our RV (laughs) and dear to us because we do it all the time Mm -hmm. whether it is what I did this week which was what did I do I replaced the little handle for the screen door Mm -hmm. and really upgraded it yeah what else did I do? I think you did. You adjusted. You adjusted something else on the door. Yeah, I adjusted. I, I, I adjusted uh, how the door closes um, to make it more squeeze more and mm-hmm. seal the door more. Mm-hmm. Um, always doing something with the RV. You always yeah. you're always thinking it's an improvement, but really it's just maintaining mm-hmm. um, and finding the next best part to put in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean RVs are very customizable in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, but they're prone to their own unique sets of issues, but so many of those issues, you can save yourself a lot of heartache if you're just proactive. And I think the motto for this episode is just be suspicious. You know, that, that real or be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. No. in an RV, you need to be suspicious. You need to be looking around, paying attention to how the RV is handling the elements. When it rains, um, or it's been wet, I regularly will, like, like wake up at, like, 11 o'clock at night and see Stuart, like, looking in the cupboards and the cabinets and stuff to make sure that hard-to-reach places that we don't normally see aren't leaking. Um, mm-hmm. When we had this cold snap, we had an issue with a lot of condensation because there was such a huge temperature difference between the inside of the RV and the, at, like, outside air. And so we were, like, opening up everything to make sure that the cupboards and everything could... Um, Yeah, because we had condensation on everything, to paying attention to that kind of stuff, because in the moment it might not seem like a big deal, but over time, everything accumulates, Mm -hmm. and it's a huge problem, and you don't want to, you know, ruin your overall experience because you weren't paying attention. Yeah, and so in in a dwelling, like a a house, um, every joint that you have on a house is overlapped with trim, with like a permanent sealant, with shingles, things that just have to sit there and stay there. Mm-hmm. And in an RV, it has to be very similar, but also with an asterisk to it in that it needs to be flexible. So I, I'm never going to go in our RV while we're going down the highway but I imagine everything is just shaking and twerking everywhere, mm-hmm. twisting this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And everything that is on an RV has to be somewhat flexible. And so you can't have those super permanent sealants. You can't have shingles on an RV um, unless it was like a deer lease trailer that you're never going to move. <laughs> deer lease trailer is just the, the term for a trailer that's too ragged to take on the road. Um, but... Things have to be way more flexible, and when they're and flexible, lighter. yeah, flexible and lighter, um, that all that also takes out the durability. So, with that being said, uh, we wanted to kind of start at the top and work our way down. But across the board, I just we want to say this is that 
the details are what's going to kill you if you don't pay attention to them. Absolutely. Pay attention to the details. Absolutely. Yeah, I think people's biggest mistake um, with RVs is they tend to treat them like houses. And you can't treat an RV like a house because as stupidly obvious as it sounds to say it out loud, RVs are not houses. And they just handle things differently. So to start with, we'll start at the very top. We'll start on the roof. Um, in our last episode, we talked about how important it is to pay attention to the roof because that's where things can really start to fall apart quickly. The roof on our RV is, um, it has studs and what, like plywood? OSB. OSB and then... No, uh, it's plywood. And then the canvas. Yes. Stretched over top of that. Mm-hmm. And then the canvas, the edges and everything around like the AC vent and all that stuff is sealed um, with silicone. Or No. It's uh, a <laughs> caulk. Yeah. Silicone's usually clear. That's true. Windows yeah. are sealed with, sealed with silicone. They are, but you can use caulk. Too. I definitely know what I'm talking about. Anyway, moving forward. A caulking. Past that. Silicone is a type of caulk. Just <laughs> well, say, just say caulk. <laughs> caulk. Okay. Um, C a u l k. Caulk. Caulk. Anyway, moving forward from that. Um, the roof is where things are going to start to fall apart really, really quickly. And so it's really important to be going up there semi-frequently and taking care of business. And what we mean by that is going up there and looking around, seeing if anything looks like if, if you see something on your roof and you're like, I need to do this. Um, don't wait six months and then do it. Do it that week, that day. Um, it's not like things are like an emergency, mm-hmm. but if you're, if water penetrates your roof, gets on that decking or is along the side somewhere, along the corner somewhere, it's water does what everything else does with gravity and it goes downward. And so if things get on your roof, they're going to get down your walls. They're going to get down your studs and you're going to have a really bad time. So mm-hmm. The caulking that's around like your fridge vent, your AC, around your um, your other vents in certain areas, um, your windows. The caulking on that needs to be inspected, you know, semi-frequently and replaced on an annual, I would say, basis if it's out in the open. And maybe not annually, but every two to three years if mm-hmm. it stays covered mm-hmm. all the time. Um that's that's really the biggest thing is going and intentionally trying to find something wrong with it Mm -hmm. and when you find something wrong with it fix it Mm -hmm. and you might be wondering to yourself like okay something wrong like what does that mean it's not we're not talking about like gaping holes in your roof it's just things age and weather because they're exposed to the elements. They crack or they exactly. look like they, yeah, the sealant starts crack, the caulking starts cracking. Um, it looks like it's dried out. Mm-hmm. When it's dried out, that means that it's not filling all the voids mm-hmm. and that water will seep through. Um, you might not get a pour like going through into your, into the inside of your RV, but things that seep then soak. Things that soak then drip, 
and it goes everywhere. Yeah, it's just a matter of time till you're left with a situation. Um, so that's what we mean by like addressing problems. You can just go up there and you can tell when things look old and worn out. And we talked about that in our previous episode about like buying used RVs and things to look for on the roof. Like if it looks black and worn out, it, <laughs> that's because it is and it needs to be repaired. Um, and it's not a really hard task. We've done it a couple of times whenever we have just done our regular maintenance. You just go up there and work on tearing it off. There's no easy, clean way to to rip up that old caulking you just have to do it yeah and it is what it is you're gonna get mm -hmm. dirty wear clothes you don't really care about too much um and just enjoy being outside <laughs> pick a good day yeah pick a good day <laughs> we've picked some not good days and well, we, we have had, to, had and, didn't have a choice <laughs> a lot of times we didn't have a choice but the two kinds two blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the two types kinds that's what i i combine types and kinds the two types <laughs> <laughs> the two types yeah the two types of caulking that we keep on hand are both made by Dicor. It's spelled D-I-C-O-R. They've kind got of a, the industry standard. Yeah, they've got a plethora of products um, to empty your wallet. Of varying but, degrees yeah. of, of quality. <laughs> yeah, but they've got tubes um, just that go in like a regular squeeze, like pistol, pistol type caulking gun. Um, and we always keep two on hand. And one of them is called self-leveling. And the other is called non-sag. Mm -hmm. and, and they're very different. And it's really important to know yes. the difference. Because we've seen people confuse and try to like use them interchangeably. And it, it, they don't really work that way. No. And you also want to get it to match whatever color you have. Because we've accidentally bought gray before. Yeah. And we don't have a gray roof. <laughs> yeah. So it would look really wrong. But the non-sag is what you use on your roof. Um, that's something that flattens out and really tries to cover a specific area. It's not really no, exactly... No, you mean self-leveling. What did I say? You said non-sag. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We might have to cut that. <laughs> so, We're going to confuse people. <laughs> okay, so two types. They're by the company Dicor. One is non-sag. One is self-leveling. It's very... Just think of gravity. It's very common sense, really. You want self-leveling on the roof because when you put it down over the areas that you need to cover out. yeah it just kind of flattens out it fills in everything it like loses the bumpy look um it honestly it, it looks great and it works really really well on flat surfaces it's the one that makes you look good about doing it and like, yeah like you know you, what you're doing like a professional right yeah um non-sag is what you do on like the edges of your slides or seams windows corners everything else yeah. um and they don't work interchangeably because if you try to use self-leveling on a vertical <laughs> surface you're gonna have a run it's just gonna look like uh just a, a big old long snail trail all the way to the ground and i guess technically you could use non you could use non-sag couldn't you on a roof uh yeah you can but it's just not going to be as pretty and it doesn't fill the voids yeah. and like cover the, the hips and the ridges yeah. of all the joints as well. So that's that's the main thing. If you have um, if you have a, a roof with canvas, obviously some RVs have fiberglass. So you're not going to by canvas. You mean rubber and TPDM. Yes. I'm just going to leave it. It's it's basically just you have your wood decking and then you have that a white. membrane over it. Yeah, that membrane. If you have that, then, you know, at the very least, you need to be going up and refreshing the caulking and making sure everything's good to go. Um, it's also a really good idea to go up there and like wash your roof every so often because mm -hmm. dirt and leaves and twigs will, as they decompose, start to eat through all of that stuff. And that's no good either. We took things another extra step um, because we have an older RV and we used a silicone based rubber basically um, like you, you put on with a roller called Henry's Tropical. We did that last spring and it was a 
two-day job start to finish of like going up, taking all the old caulking off, washing everything, prepping everything, and then putting the tropical down and then taping. taping. Yeah, it was a it was a whole process, but it was worth it because it's held together really, really well. And it basically just puts a sheet um, or a like a coating of rubble. like rubber across your membrane and helps protect everything just a little bit more. Yeah. And I think that stuff's warranted for like 25 years or something. Yeah, that's what it's made for. It's um, not cheap, obviously. No, we, we spent three or four hundred bucks. But in my opinion, if you have an older RV, it's super worth it, and it really wasn't hard. The two of us, two of us did. It's messy, um, which is why the prep is really important and like taping the edges so you don't have runs and stuff. But it was worth it. And every time I've gone up there and looked at our roof, I'm really, really pleased with how it's held together. And also, that kind of like helps protect all of your seals and everything. It's just a really good thing to do. Yeah. And also, your roof is going to be less white as it ages mm -hmm. just because the sun fading mm -hmm. and what's super awesome about this stuff is that it's a very bright white so your roof ends up being cooler so you get less heat in your rv and it is very hard to regulate the temperature in an rv anyway anyway so anything you can do to help with that super awesome yeah so henry's tropical is not exactly a necessary thing but over time with an older age one you're going to want to do things to prolong it Mm -hmm. and prolong having to replace the roof completely mm -hmm. membrane completely and the good news is they sell it at home depot so yeah it's shout the, out the home depot it's the only thing that is actually recommended for rvs that you can buy on the shelf that you don't have to buy online mm -hmm. and that also made it the most affordable mm -hmm. so that was a super awesome thing we did yeah, yeah highly recommend it um, so after you knock out the roof, you're good to go there. You're sure that all of your seals and everything are going to make it through another year. You just kind of work your way down the rest of the RV. Um, a lot of the common failure points on an RV are like the corners, um, particularly if you have a slide. And I know just from traveling over the last year or so, whenever we are on the road, you're like checking things constantly just because again, yeah. like the RV is shifting and flexing and stuff. So you're always paying attention to those corners. Um, whenever we finally settle down for a little while and we aren't moving around as much, we're paying attention to everything because it's like the RV has to resettle every single time we stop moving. Um, and those areas are common failure points. Um, and I don't really know if there's a whole, whole lot, like you can obviously replace like corner moldings and that kind of thing on the outside of the RV. Um, I guess if you really wanted to, you could pull that stuff off and like re-fortify. We are actually, we are actually going to do that um, because we've just had a couple points on the RV that need a little TLC. We're going to take off the corner trim on the outside, put on like a wood hardener on the framing yeah. um, underneath the, um, the, the aluminum siding and then basically like button everything back up because the lumber that they use just isn't the best quality. Um, and over, over time, time you, you can see it shifting a yeah. whole bunch. Yeah. And there's no way that that's going to stay like that forever in that good of shape. And like, it's really easy for screws, um, the like hole, the drill, the holes that they're drilled into to get stripped yeah, and things just separate. When, if a screw that you, here's a, here's a really good point. Um, if you take a screw out of somewhere to then like put caulk in and then you, if you ever take a screw out of somewhere in your RV and it is rusty, don't ignore that. That mm -hmm. means that there is water somewhere in there mm -hmm. and it's rusting your screws. And then if your screws don't hold, 
then the molding becomes loose, so the problem's even worse. But if you find a rusty area, a rusty screw, look right there, look above that area. Be suspicious. <laughs> be suspicious. Absolutely. That's that's a that's a big big thing. Mm -hmm. Um because then your screws won't bite, things won't stay tight. Um mm -hmm. yeah. Good yeah, point. that's a really good point. And that's that kind of brings me back to like the corners and everything on our slide. Um we have gone in and like cleaned off the non-sag on the edges of the slide where it covers like the the joints where things are like joined together and then cleaned all that off and then redone that non-sag just because that's another area where it is going to degrade but on the mo the majority of our RV there aren't a ton of places besides the roof where there's exposed silicone or caulking except for the slide and obviously windows and doors so you know those are just common areas that you have to pay attention to. And you might be thinking like, wow, this is just so much. Like, I just don't know. This sounds like I would need a professional. You can hire like an RV mechanic or whatever to do this kind of thing. But I can promise you as somebody who had no experience with any of this stuff prior to living in an RV, although there is a learning curve, it's really not hard. Everything's on YouTube. That's a huge thing. And RVs are all pretty much the same. So if you figure out how to fix one thing, there's going to be like no variation across the board. Mm -hmm. And it really isn't that bad. It's very easy to be a, a do-it-yourselfer and maintain whatever it is that you have for longevity. And, and hopefully, I mean, every t I feel like every time we fix something, it kind of builds my confidence a little bit more. It's like, okay, yeah. we got through this disaster or this issue. We can definitely mm -hmm. deal with the next thing. But... Still, at the same time, treat your RV like glass because it is. Yeah, yeah, especially <laughs> if you have an older one, just because um, it can be really, really difficult to find the like original parts to replace things if something mm -hmm. goes wrong. Because RV dealers and um, manufacturers, they stop making those parts after so many years because the turnover rate with RVs is just so quick. They just want you to buy a new one and forget mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But so there's so there's that we've, we've covered the roof we've covered the the, the corners and the the doors and the windows um, we haven't resealed our windows yet but that's something that we need to think about doing at some point here in the not too distant future because yep. um, it is going to need it um, last but not least this was honestly something that we did pretty quickly I think this was honestly the first thing that we did after we bought the RV it was the first upgrade yeah. it needed tires it needed new tires because the tires that were on it were old and it needed upgraded tires because the tires that were on it were a little bit too light for the weight of the RV you, and you can speak to that better than I can yeah. yeah so we replaced the tires on the way home after we picked up our RV and tires have a couple different ratings there's a weight rating and a speed rating on tires. Clearly, we're not going to be going out there and winning any races pulling the RV. But weight-wise, um, tires have a specific weight that each one of them will carry. Mm -hmm. And so we have a dual axle trailer. So there's two axles, four tires. Say, this kind of goes in with knowing how much your RV weighs. Mm -hmm. How we said in the last one taking it to like a cat scale and figuring how much it weighs. You need to figure out, at least get a very, you know, approximate ballpark of how much weight is going to be on the axles of your RV. Mm -hmm. And then go look on your tires and you'll see a weight rating on them at whatever PSI. Okay, you add the four tires up if it's two axles or six 
tires up if it's three axles or one axle and two tires. Add, mm-hmm. add the tires up and you come to a collective number of whatever weight. Mm-hmm. You need tires that are made for at least that weight and it doesn't hurt if they're made for more weight. No. So we upgraded and we have, I want to say we don't have 10 ply tires, but no. we have eight ply. Eight. Um, and they are, I think they will hold 8,000 pounds on the RV axles. Um, and then we have the tongue, which, mm-hmm. so they hold 8,000 pounds. That's what our RV weighs, but the fact that there's weight on the tongue too. You need to get good tires under the thing because all the ones that they give you from the dealership, can't tell you how many times I've seen them on Facebook. People have blowouts and then things just rip apart the whole side of their RV because those tires that I think pretty much 95% of the tires these days are made in China. Mm-hmm. But the ones they put on there, that's to just like get you out of the lot and then get you to a state park. They're the budget friendly version. And that's it. Um, yeah. And there's certain things you just don't want to cut corners yeah. on, and tires are definitely one of them. Yeah. We got really, really lucky last summer when we had our, our um, axle and hub separate that the tire itself didn't explode. It just basically bounced away, um, and the damage that we sustained on that side was very, very minor. Um, we are repairing it, and mm-hmm. you'll never even know that it was that it happened at all, but... In As the majority of cases, that's mm-hmm. not true because when that rubber tire just comes apart and the bands go everywhere, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've As seen As you say that, <laughs> that's a good point. RV maintenance, your axles. Oh, it's yeah. something super easy to do. If you have a grease gun, there's a little rubber cap that you pull off and there's a little zerk fitting, like a little nipple. Put your grease gun on it, squirt some grease into there. Don't just like go, go hog wild and just squeeze a whole tube into it, <laughs> but making sure your axles have grease because that's why our hub separated. Mm-hmm. That and that was, a... was on the, the people who repaired our axle for us in the first place. Um, they didn't do their due diligence. And, and I didn't, sure. I didn't go back and check mine because they were a trailer place. And I thought they'd do that. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. But the last thing with getting yourself rolling and something to do while you're rolling down the road to have good for rolling down the road is you can be bougie and you can have a temperature gun, which I have for other reasons, but, <laughs> basically like a little temperature gun and shine it and get the temperature of each one of your tires while you're getting gas after you've been on the road after your after your tires have some heat in them if any one of those tires is exceptionally hotter than the others um you've got a big problem you've got like a band that's going to break you've got a tire that's going to bubble one mm-hmm. that's going to blow out and if you don't have one of those temperature guns you can be as simple as just put your hand directly on the tread and yeah. on the sidewall and feel each tire. There's no baseline for it, but if one feels abnormally hot, you might want to do some digging. Um, and the be last suspicious. thing, yeah, be suspicious. <laughs> and the last thing with the tires is have a good spare. Have not mm-hmm. the spare that you've had on there for the last six years or that the RV came with, and it's a 2006 <laughs> model, because the second you put that on there. It gets the weight put on it. You're going to be up even deeper of a creek, um, maybe a couple hours from there, potentially. That's mm-hmm. not something you want to have happen. Most people that have an RV are only going for weekends, only going for camping trips. And that's not what you want to be dealing with on no. a Friday night when like, the kids are hungry, whenever you're trying to go get takeout pizza, when your check-in time is at such and such place. Like, 
just there's such it, there's a long list that we just made here in the last however many minutes but all these little things can really add up and detract from the value and make you hate having an RV and I would hate for somebody to ha hate having an RV because of but, something preventable because of something preventable yeah yeah it can seem like a lot but the thing of it is once you have an RV and in a way it's kind of like having a puppy or um, obviously I would never equate a piece of equipment with a human life, but it's not so very different from like having a, a toddler. You just ha constantly have to be watching it and constantly be suspicious. And if something seems off or if something gets too quiet or if something is all of a sudden making too much noise, question that and, and figure out mm -hmm. why. And it's not a house. It's literally something designed to move around on the road, but it's also not made with like the best materials all the time. I mean, RV manufacturers cut a lot of corners um, and they do certain things to save on weight and to save on money. And that's great and everything, but you, the consumer can end up paying the price for that later on down the line, especially if they don't know what to look out for. And so that's why we, we present all of this to you. There are other things um, that you can look out for, too. Other things that you can do to improve Con the longevity. Like a dehumidifier. That's taking huge. care of condensation. Mm -hmm. um, venting. Having venting. Um, cleaning out the bottom sills of your windows because there's actually a weep hole where water needs to drain out of. Mm -hmm. That's something small mm -hmm. um, that can build up and cause rust, mildew. You don't want nasty things like this. If your RV's in storage... There's things like damp red mm -hmm. um, that'll keep it absorbing some type of water that's in there. Mm -hmm. um, so many little things. And like we've always said, YouTube has all of the information that you could possibly need and more. Just make yourself a YouTube scholar and spend some time learning from some other people because mm -hmm. the beautiful thing about this, as much as it feels like there is to know and, and understand and do, somebody else has already done it. And you can save yourself a lot of headache just by learning from, from some other people and picking up some little tips and tricks. Um, and don't feel like you have to go with like the most expensive um, option either because there are lots of good ways to maintain things without breaking the bank. Yeah. So, we, and at some point, sorry, just last yeah, thing, yeah. at some point we should talk about like um, money-saving hacks that we have. This yeah. is not the episode for it, but at some point I think we should because there are some things we've done to save ourselves some headache and some money. Yeah. And, um, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. This is this has been, I feel like we started just rambling after we, <laughs> we have a list here, guys, and, and this was supposed to be organized, but as we talk, things get thrown in. You're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, just take take the little nuggets that you can and yeah. go with it um, and then try to have a good time yeah. because it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good time, pay attention to the details, but don't be the guy all the time that is opening things up and like peeking for problems. Be that guy sometimes, or be that gal sometimes. But know how to turn it off. <laughs> but know how to have a good time. I yeah. need to talk to myself about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering, like, hmm. you speaking from experience, maybe? It's exhausting. <laughs> it can be, yeah. It's exhausting to be you, I know. <laughs> well, that's basically the the nutshell of RV maintenance. There is plenty more. There is lots you can do. There's less you can do. Um, yeah, just take what you can and, and, and roll. But we're going to go ahead and wrap it up because we could talk about this for a long time and I think we've beat a dead horse maybe. <laughs> Let us know if you have questions. Yeah, there you go. If you have questions, reach out. Our DMs are always open. 
But we're going to go ahead and move into our feel-good story. And this is actually a little bit of a regionally local story that I had the pleasure of finding out about um, um, like a couple of weeks ago. And you you were the one that told me about it. And you were like so nonchalant about yeah. it. And I'm like sitting there. My mind is being blown. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Your hair's on edge. This is the most beautiful story. I have like yeah. full body chills. Um, and so I'm going to be the one to tell this story because I think if you tell it, it's not yeah. going to be as like special. Well, all right. Well, Tell them how it came to be yeah. talked about first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do, do what you got to do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do fun. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll turn my mic off. <laughs> so we were coming back from a follow-up um, after my surgery, I think, two weeks ago. And what road is that, 45? That is I-45. Yeah, I-45. Um, going to Houston. Every single time we've gone, there's this furniture store that I see from the interstate. And it looks like it's got a lot going on. It's huge. It's got a big parking lot. It just looks very like busy. And I've noticed it every single time that we've driven by. I think it's got like a sculpture of some like chairs or something outside like in the in the entryway or something. So it's very it grabs your attention. And I'd seen it and I didn't really think anything of it. And then as we were driving home, you said, "Hey, um, have you ever have you ever been into that furniture store? Um, I know you haven't. You're and, not yeah, from and here. I, was like, I don't know. No. I'm like, why is he? He's like, and you were like, oh, it's really cool. And you then you went on this tangent. You're like, actually, the guy who owns it is like this really cool guy who's done all this cool stuff for the city of Houston and for his community. And like, he's this huge philanthropist. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so you pull up some videos and you pull up. Um, an interview this guy his name is mattress mac and if you grew up in the this regional part of texas like central slash southeast southeastern texas then you have heard of mattress mac because you've probably seen his commercials on tv i'm not from texas so i missed out on that gift but i'm getting caught up now and i have a story here with the headline mattress mac opens houston furniture stores to hundreds without power after storm so this is from february 18th of 2021 right after we had snowmageddon um for texans it was a really traumatic experience because <laughs> Texans are not acclimated to the cold. Um, our, the infrastructure here is not designed to be able to handle such extremely low temperatures. And we got a ton of snow, a ton of ice, and it stayed well below freezing for like a week. And people were hit really, really, really hard. If you don't know how bad that experience was, do a little bit of research on it, watch the videos. I'm not being like melodramatic when I say that it was bad. Um, and there's this gentleman in Houston who's known as Mattress Mac who did something incredible with his business that he didn't have to do. Um, and I'm going to read this story because it gave me chills and I'm, I'm having chills now. I'm not going to delay any longer. Does it say what business it is first? Um, yeah, I, I assume so. Because you, you've said his name and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the story goes, after the deadly storm swept through Texas, Jim McInville's Houston furniture store was packed, but not with shoppers. McInville, who goes by Mattress Mac, is known for opening the doors of his furniture stores to those in need. So when a st snowstorm left Texans without power or heat in the frigid, frigid cold, Mattress Mac invited hundreds in. Least we could do is open this furniture store to let people come into a warmer place, Mattress Mac told CBS Houston affiliate KHOU-TV. Sofas and plenty of available TVs, plenty of available mattresses, plenty of available and lots of hot food. 
So far, he's opened his Richmond and Houston, Texas gallery furniture stores as shelters. For people like Denistra Hunt, it's a temporary home away from home. We spent the night pretty much in the cold, which is something I've never done, she told KHOU. With a two-year-old, it was dreadful. We all just got in one bed and covered up. The stores have beds, blankets, and even food for families struggling after sweeping power outages devastated millions in the state. And it's not the first time Mattress Mac has helped people during natural disasters. In 2017, he transformed some of his gallery furniture stores into shelters after Hurricane Harvey. And he did the same in 2005 when many fled Louisiana after Hurricane Katrina. And his giving doesn't stop there. He often donates furniture to families in need and make over teachers' lounges at local schools. I'm part capitalist and part social worker and this is what I like to do he told CBS this morning for it's a perfect it's a more perfect union series in 2017 although it costs money to keep his three stores up and running as shelters mattress Mac willingly does it crisis after crisis we can afford that and what we can't afford is to cause these people to lose hope we got to give them hope he said this is what my parents would have done for many Texans, Mattress Max furniture stores are often the calm after the storm. He told KHOU, tough times never last, tough Texans do, and we'll get through this also. I have full body chills. I'm going to start crying. Yeah. <laughs> this story, I. there are so many people who have so much and could do so much, and they don't do anything. And this little old man his entire philosophy towards life it came from his parents who didn't have a lot of money they grew up you know they had food on their table but they obviously didn't have everything under the sun but his parents instilled in him the fact that if you have something you need to be trying to help someone who doesn't have as much as you do and he and his wife built these businesses and rather than just hoarding the money that they're getting from a very lucrative business like selling furniture, they're choosing to take a part of that and give it back to the community. And that is beautiful to me. And it goes even further than this. Like, there are vi we watched a video. They have, like, um, daycare School. and K-12 through schools for kids who don't have a lot of opportunities in Houston. They can come, they can get a diploma, and then they can learn a trade. And after they graduate, if they want to, they can turn right around and start working in the furniture store. And they have a career already there waiting for them. There's a gym for the employees to use. There's They're guaranteed like one meal a day. Um, and then whenever there are these natural disasters and shelters and everything else are overrun, he is there stepping up, opening up his furniture stores for people so that they aren't left out in the cold. Uh, it just, it makes me feel so good that there is someone like that in the world making such a positive, impactful difference in people's lives. and Intentionally. Intentionally. And the second I heard that story, the second we watched that video, um, his interview on Ellen, I knew that we had to, to talk about this on the podcast. This is just everything that we love, everything that we're about. He's such a, a cool person. Um, he donates a lot of money to yeah. a lot of regional things, a lot of national things. And he's pretty much a celebrity, only really because he was just a very you know, exciting guy to watch a commercial. Yeah, and like, that's kind of how he so, got his start. Yeah, his thing was like he, he jumps and he says, 
Geller Furniture will save, save you money. money. <laughs> yeah. And so that's just what he's been known for in the fact that he just donates so much money to such good causes. Um, and then he opens his doors when lots of people actually in those times, it, it, it shows people's like values and, mm-hmm. and, and, and how they are. Like, and they, the fact that we actually don't can make the world a better place. Yeah. Like, we can make the world a better place. We have the power to do that. Yeah, he does and, a lot. Yeah. And this one person is doing so much. And it just really makes you step back and look at everybody. Look at these people in these positions of authority who are telling us that we need to do these certain things. And like, oh, just do this. Just give us this money and we'll make everything better. We can make it better ourselves. We don't need somebody up on some podium making it better for us. We have that power, and Mattress Mac is a perfect example of that. And it just makes me feel so damn good to see somebody doing such positive things in a world where it can feel so impossible to have any make any kind of tangible difference or help anyone who's hurting. I just love it so much, and I had to share that story. And I hope that it makes you feel as good as it makes me feel um, go and watch his, his interview with Ellen. We're going to, we're going to link the interview. Yeah. We're going to link a video that I found and we'll link that or put a screenshot up of that article. But that is somebody who's literally done service above self. And that's yes. something that I can, that we can really respect. Yes. And that's just the ultimate feel good story for actually paying it forward mm-hmm. for no other reason then it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. and just it's beautiful yeah. yeah so i have nothing else to say i don't think i can top that she's out of words she's in <laughs> love she's like i want to go give him a hug I, I really do he's such a cute old man like ugh. we're gonna leave it here guys um don't forget that you can follow us on instagram we'll have behind the scenes stuff i'll, I'll share some pictures of mattress mac um some resources from the RV maintenance side of things. Um, so follow us there if you are already. That's a great way to connect with us, a great way to send us any questions that you have too. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already, rate and review. Um, you can actually rate on Spotify now, which is really cool. So please do that if you haven't already. And thank you for being here and listening to us ramble for one more time. We really appreciate it. We started out a little rusty and now we're like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fired up with love yeah we love you guys thank you so much um i'm rebecca i'm Stuart. this has been our ramble